Chapter Twelve of *The Princess and Curdie* by George MacDonald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. More creatures. One day, from morning till night, they had been passing through a forest. As soon as the sun was down, Curdie began to be aware that there were more in it than themselves. First, he saw only the swift rush of a figure across the trees at some distance. Then he saw another, and then another, at shorter intervals. Then he saw others, both further off and nearer. At last, missing Lena and looking about after her, he saw an appearance almost as marvellous as herself steal up to her, and begin conversing with her after some beast fashion, which evidently she understood. Presently, what seemed a quarrel arose between them, and stranger noises followed, mingled with growling. At length it came to a fight, which had not lasted long, however, before the creature of the wood threw itself upon its back and held up its paws to Lena. She instantly walked on, and the creature got up and followed her. They had not gone far before another strange animal appeared, approaching Lena, when precisely the same thing was repeated, the vanquished animal rising and following with the former. Again, and yet again and again, a fresh animal came up, seemed to be reasoned and certainly was fought with and overcome by Lena, until at last, before they were out of the wood, she was followed by forty-nine of the most grotesquely ugly, the most extravagantly abnormal animals imagination can conceive. To describe them were a helpless task. I knew a boy who used to make animals out of heather roots. Wherever he could find four legs, he was pretty sure to find a head and a tail. His beasts were a most comic menagerie, and right fruitful of laughter. But they were not so grotesque and extravagant as Lena and her followers. One of them, for instance, was like a boa constrictor, walking on four little stumpy legs near its tail. About the same distance from its head were two little wings, which it was forever fluttering, as if trying to fly with them. Curdie thought it fancied it did fly with them, when it was merely plodding on busily with its four little stumps. How it managed to keep up he could not think, till once, when he missed it from the group, the same moment he caught sight of something at a distance, plunging at an awful serpentine rate through the trees, and presently, from behind a huge ash, this same creature fell again into the group, quietly waddling along on its four stumps. Watching it after this, he saw that, when it was not able to keep up any longer, and they had all got a little space ahead, it shot into the wood away from the root, and made a great round, serpenting along in huge billows of motion, devouring the ground, undulating awfully, galloping as if it were all legs together, and its four stumps nowhere. In this mad fashion it shot ahead, and, a few minutes after, toddled in again amongst the rest, walking peacefully and somewhat painfully on its few fours. From the time it takes to describe one of them, it will be readily seen that it would hardly do to attempt a description of each of the forty-nine. They were not a goodly company, but well worth contemplating nevertheless, and Curdie had been too long used to the goblins' creatures in the mines and on the mountain to feel the least uncomfortable at being followed by such a herd. On the contrary, 
the marvellous vagaries of shape they manifested amused him greatly and shortened the journey much before they were all gathered however it had got so dark that he could see some of them only a part at a time and every now and then as the company wandered on he would be startled by some extraordinary limb or feature undreamed of by him before thrusting itself out of the darkness into the range of his ken probably there were some of his old acquaintances among them although such had been the conditions of semi-darkness in which alone he had ever seen any of them that it was not likely he would be able to identify any of them on they marched solemnly almost in silence for either with feet or voice the creatures seldom made any noise by the time they reached the outside of the wood it was morning twilight into the open trooped the strange torrent of deformity each one following lena suddenly she stopped turned towards them and said something which they understood although to curdie's ear the sounds she made seemed to have no articulation instantly they all turned and vanished in the forest and lena alone came trotting lively and clumsily after her master End of chapter 12 Recording by Hannah Mary